Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily, why the unfashionable 80s are back in vogue. Today, we're taking a ride into the danger zone, going running up that hill and dancing with somebody to recall a time in Ireland where the price of everything from petrol to a loaf of bread cost a small fortune, where style was dubious to say the least. And politicians kept telling us to tighten our belts. No, we're not talking about 2022, but the glory days of the 1980s. Yes, the 1980s are back, baby. Because popular culture says so, with Top Gun, Kate Bush and shell suits all returning. I'm Fionn Sheehan, and today I'll be delving into what it was like to grow up as a child in the 1980s with my fellow colleagues who are also creaking under the weight of age, Siobhan Maguire and Garrett Mulhall, who are joining me to talk all things perms, mullets, wallpaper on school books and Lola balls. You can look that one up, kids. But first, our roving reporter, JJ Clark, hit the pavements to find out what the 1980s meant to you. The music, best part of it. What kind of music? All of it. Madness. The ska music. It's all, it all good. Oh yeah, people had good times, but they had no money. They, had, they were living on very limited amounts of money. Like they were, you know, and every second person was on the dole. Bananarama, all the, all the great songs. Like, that's what I remember from the 80s. Live Aid. Oh God, I'm really showing my age now. I'm Live Aid and everything, yeah. I used to listen to the classics, sort of the Black Sabbath and White Snake Band, you know, Purple, Deep Purple. Yeah. yeah. And Rainbow was a great band, yeah, some good stuff, so yeah. Those were the days of radio programmes, sponsor programmes, Mike Murphy, Gay Byrne, One Channel, Reardon's on a Sunday, and the Late Late Show on a Friday. Well, I remember the big computers. You know, the CD-ROMs and that, so that was one. And also the tape recorders, Walkman, and tapes, you know, it was uh, Queen and Status Quo and that. So, Gareth Maverick Mulhall, tell me, why are we all talking about the 80s? Why has the decade that style and fashion has forgotten suddenly come back into vogue? Do you know what, you know, we all needed a bit of 
fun, a bit of color, a bit of life back into us. A, a flash. A bit of flash. And we were flashing the cash back in the 80s, Harry Enfield, through to the really crazy outfits and the crazy hair and the crazy music. Look, two years of pure hardship. We just need to let our hair down. Bit tough for me, but you just need to go for it. And I think a lot of the young people of today have seen that the 80s was a time of just pure decadence. And that's what they're looking for now. Um, They all use TikTok, they all use Instagram, and so many memes have been popping up about the 80s. I'm like, oh my God, look at the hair, look at this, that, and the other. And they've slowly started to adopt them. And now they've actually not only adopted it, they've embraced it and they're living it now. They're living their best 80s life now in the 20s. It's having a moment. It's like, it's it's here to stay as just like their hair gel of the 80s and the hairspray of the 80s. That ain't moving anywhere. No matter Gale Force wins, it's there to stay. <laughs> Siobhan. Sue Ellen Maguire. It's fantastic. I thought I was about to get goose there to uh, Garrett's Maverick. Tell us what life in Ireland was like in the 80s. And it was a far cry from Dallas Dynasty and Falcon Crest, which we were all watching on the TV. Well, you know, Fionnan, it was grim, but it was great fun. And when we look at kind of the cost of living crisis today, and I'm not going to get too serious or bogged down in detail, But it's very similar to what we were going through in the 80s. You know, there was panic at the petrol pumps. People really did not have any disposable income. Um, And it was a real concern in terms of employment and various other things within the country about how people were going to put even food on the table. So I grew up in the Midlands and uh, and it was fantastic because as a child of the 80s, there was no such thing as stranger danger. So pretty much... During the summer, my mum would open the back door and out all the kids would pour and we would be gone playing outside from morning until night, coming back only to be fed. And that's something children of today don't really have the chance to do, you know, because we know so much about the world. So that kind of ignorance is bliss uh, level of living, um, I think, was a wonderful part of the 1980s. I always associate the 80s with um, my mother covering all the school books with wallpaper because that's what you did, you know? Um, the box-sized television, the monster-sized television, you know, the youngest child in the house uh, uh, being essentially the human remote control, you know, to go up and switch the channel. So I have really fond memories and we do associate the 80s with these vibrant, neon, brilliant colours, huge hair, bad hair. Um, for me, I kind of see it in an almost kind of sepia kind of way because everything was varnished. Um, every Everything was tiled. Um, we, we just had this obsession with um, all these new uh, kind of plasticky type gadgets uh, that were rolled out every so often, the Tupperware. Um, it was a magical time. Magic but miserable. That's what you're, that's what you're basically trying to depict. Uh, well, I didn't there. have to balance the, the family budget, so yeah. Okay for you. Was was Dublin in the eighties? Remembering that summer in Dublin back back then, as, as Liam Riley would would say, similar experience, or was Dublin very different to what the 
life outside. No, it was very similar to to Siobhan in regards to how you were kicked out of the house at like eight o'clock in the morning and you didn't come back until you needed food or needed to go to the toilet if you weren't too shy to go somewhere else when you were out playing tennis or whatever. We had plenty of fields. Exactly, yeah. But um, I, I, my some of my memories were like what Siobhan was saying. It's like two big things caused arguments in my home. It was my dad found the immersion on. Dear God, all hell would break loose. And then if you, as soon as you picked up the phone to dial somebody, he'd go. I'm paying for that call now. And he'd be out every 10 seconds annoying your call to your friend to talk about what was on top of the pops. Do God, did you see what? Did you see Wham's hair? Or did you see, you know, whatever? And so I always remember those sort of arguments in the family home all the time. But having said that then, you know, there was things like, I'm not sure if you had this down in the country, but Kit Kat, the bar used to run the Kit Kat tennis academies all around Dublin during the summer. So if your area had a tennis court and like my... A tennis court, Fiona. Would you credit that? Here we go now. I'm telling you. I, for everybody listening, I've been putting up with this all week while we've been researching this. But if there was a tennis court in your local area, there's some poor young 16, 17 year old who was probably learning tennis, you know, was given a summer job as to teach all these precocious little nine, ten-year-olds to go out and play tennis, you know. But with Dublin as well, there was a lot of building going on in Dublin. So when when my family moved out to Clonsilla, that was the countryside. And the 39 bus went up there once a day. I kid you not, once a day. Now it goes up once a minute or so. Yeah, we had a bus, Siobhan. There you go. And a road. And and a road. (laughs) Oh, here we go again. But they, they used to be building loads of houses around it. And myself and my friends used to go and they'd be putting in the windows into the house and they'd put the putty on the thing. We just thought this was free plaster scene. And we'd go around pulling the putty and you'd go by the houses a few days later and the windows had fallen in because we'd taken all the putty out of them. But that's what we did. And my parents would go, where'd you get all that putty? And I'd blame it on, oh, it's Ashling's dad had that. We took some of that. Dublin vandalism in the 1980s, that's great. Siobhan, <laughs> um, tell us about uh, pop culture, though. Like, style in the 1980s. Perms, shoulder pads, shell suits. It wasn't exactly a stylish decade, or, or was it? It wasn't It wasn't stylish um, when we looked back in the 90s and noughties. The, the big earrings, the you know the crazy colors, I can I can cope with um, the the really bad hairstyles because the GHD in the in the noughties changed my life uh, as as a woman. And when I think back to the eighties, and you know the hairbrush was the only <laughs> or the rollers in the hair that you'd fall asleep with uh, to try and and have any kind of decent hairstyle. I never want to go back to that place. Garth, the music as well of of that period, it is remembered now quite quite fondly as a great pop decade, really. I was at St. Anne's Park the other night, uh, Duran Duran were playing, and oh my God, talk about living your best life. 
The guys looked amazing, but the song sounded fantastic even now they did. And what really got me at the concert was, I was looking at these 20-year-olds who knew all the lyrics to all of the songs. And I was really annoyed because back in the 80s, one of my prized possessions was I had Duran Duran sweatband wrists and for the head. And I used to wear them everywhere. But at the concert, all the 20-year-olds had them and they were wearing them. And the songs are just so good. They're so classic. They're, the, the production was brilliant because you were coming off the disco era of the of the, the 70s and you came into the new romantics and you had, you know, you either Duran Duran, Spandau Ballet, Wham! And then you had the Style Council and then you had Madonna and Whitney Houston. And the music video era was energy. kicking in as well, launched by Michael Jackson with... with, with the Thriller album. It would, in, in I actually, I take it a step before that. It was actually launched by Duran Duran because Duran Duran were becoming big in America. MTV just took off and MTV execs brought Duran Duran's management in and said, you guys are a good looking band. You will be great on, on American TV. Go and make us videos. And they went off and made Rio, Save Like a Prayer, The Reflex and the rest is history. So Wham, Bananarama, and so on, like really big acts that, that haven't endured over, over time. And also when you look at, at people like George Michael or, or Prince, really talented acts as well emerged during that, that decade that their music has stood the test of time. The thing about acts back then was, was that they weren't particularly manufactured. They were more like they, they, they met themselves, they were writing their own materials, and then they actually, be, they, they were found playing. They used to gig everywhere, you know, in a bar that would hold five people up to, you know, the back of a bus in some places. And you don't sort of get that as much nowadays. And I think that's why it almost like had some authenticity. Siobhan, movies... Top Gun Maverick, which is effectively a remake rather than a, a sequel of, of yeah. the of the original, it was it was a decade of the of the, the where the blockbuster really kicked into kicked into gear. What are the the kind of movies as as ET hits forty this year? We'd all give him a call and phone him and, and wish him well. <laughs> ET what, is what are younger than you? us, guys. There you go. ET probably has a TikTok account. At this. <laughs> what are your What are your recollections of of going to the movies as such in in the in the nineteen eighties and those films being shown on RTE four years later, as as the the trend was at the time. You see, this is where the 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 grim part of the eighties comes back in again because going to the cinema was an event held only for the super duper um, movie hits. So the likes of say Back to the Future, and and you would savor those moments so much that, that when you see the movie playing out over Christmas, every Christmas on on RTE, it, it always kind of brings back those memories of, oh my God, I remember the first time I saw Back to the Future or I remember the first time I saw The Goonies. You had Steven Spielberg at, at his finest and you had this era of um, imagination being pumped into um production and so for children us watching something like the likes of E.T. and this beautiful friendship between an alien and a little boy um, and it just it let you just escape and enjoy and and just be a kid for the two hours. And Siobhan for kids was there anything decent on Irish TV? 
Was there anything decent on Irish TV? In all two channels that My you had. My goodness. Well, you know, we were quite blessed. We did have the BBC channels, but the RTE kids shows were incredible. Zigzagging around All over your town It gets around Picks me up when I'm feeling down We had Bosco. We had Zig and Zag. We had Anything Goes. We had Mary's Make and Do. It was a cacophony of absolute nonsense and I couldn't get enough of it. It was brilliant. Yeah, the great Angus McAnally with his red and yellow suit. Mary Fitzgerald came along and used to make stuff, largely speaking, out of toilet rolls and empty washing up liquid bottles. And you'd be sitting there for the week waiting for that feckin' washing up liquid bottle to be to be done with <laughs> so that you could make whatever contraption she, she had built at that time. Zing Zag began, of course, with, with Ian Dempsey. Yeah, and he was phenomenal as well. I mean, as a, as a child, it, the the host of of the show um, should never overshadow the you know the the old singing, old dancing puppets. So Ian Dempsey was was a wonderful accompaniment to Zig and Zag because they were allowed to shine and do what they're supposed to do in entertaining children. And then he was just the guy who made sure it flowed in some kind of shape and form and sense. It was brilliant. Likewise, on TV, we had what you'd call the glam uh, soap opera series. Dallas, Falcon Crest. Dynasty, all each of the TV networks in America seem, seem to have their own. You also had fantastic shows like The A Team and MacGyver. What was your favourite apart from watching Wimbledon every June? Meow. McEnroe and Jimmy Connors. <laughs> I have this absolute memory of my mother during the 80s and we had a ritual of watching Dynasty and Dallas Colby's and Falcon Crest together but anytime a saucy scene came on she'd sit beside me and put her hand over my face she goes just don't look at this bit Gareth you know what I mean but the thing about it was is that it they were known for their cat fights and that was that was a thing I mean, I can distinctly remember when Joan Collins and uh, uh, Crystal Carrington had that epic uh, fight where they dragged the both of them into a, their huge garden pool while Blake Carrington, who was married to both of them, just sits back and goes, oh, go for it, girls, you know? And it was just like, <laughs> it was always like, who can have the biggest one-liner, the biggest, you know, diva moment? And we loved it because it was pure escapism from everything that was, you know, the, the fact that you didn't have two pennies to rub together. And you just had these unbelievable outlandish storylines of a world that we could never, you know, you could never dream of being at it. Yes, there it was, nine o'clock, you know what I mean? Every Thursday, every Sunday there yeah. for you to go and look at, you know. We had that in the Maguire household, you know, and... Did uh, you do it the, the moments or, or the Glen Rowe, was it? Diva yeah. moments. Well, <laughs> like Dallas on a Saturday night was yeah. as much of a highlight mm. for us as Glen Rowe was on a Sunday night. Yeah. Nobody missed it. Now, nobody missed it because none of us were going anywhere. We're out in the middle of nowhere. But it was an <laughs> event. Event uh, television was massive. Give me that phone. I'm not going to jail for her. Nobody's going to jail. I'll handle Kristen my own way. 
was a global sensation, these things were. Do you remember when Who Shot J.R.? Now, I'm just going to stop you there. Oh! I'm stop you right there because we're now <laughs> going to move to see which of you is the real child of the 80s with our culture quiz. If this culture quiz is about fancy paper, I'm already the winner. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> November 1980. Now, 10 uh, questions, one from each year no. in the decade. If you miss the question, it gets passed to your opponent. Nice. November 1980. Who shot J.R. Ewing, Siobhan? Oh, it was, it was, I'm going to, I have to say Cliff Barnes, but I know I'm wrong. Oh, disastrous start, Siobhan. No, it's not Cliff Barnes. We'll pass it, it over to it, it, it was the it daughter. Was, it was the cousin. It was a the woman. And Crystal. Her, no, it wasn't no. Crystal. Kristen, you have it, but yes. too late. Kristen, oh. Fifth guess. I'll just give it to her, give it to her, give it to her. Go Kristen on, Shepherd, who was Sue Allen's younger sister, uh-huh. so JR's, and who shot JR Ewing was, of course, the, the great whodunit uh, of the decade. Right, we'll give you one point. Garrett, an easy one to open for you. April 1981, Eurovision Song Contest in the RDS in Dublin. Who won? 1981. Mm-hmm. Bucks Fizz, making your mind making your up. Mind up. Boom. That's it. What horror movie legend voices the spooky monologue on Michael Jackson's thriller, Siobhan? Christopher. Can't think of his surname. Mm, no. no. Gotta pass that over. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Whoa! That's correct. <laughs> Garrett, a rural question for you, which you uh, won't know the answer to. Good. <clears throat> Who was the greyhound racing loving parish priest of Glenroe? September 1983, Glenroe began on our TV screens. Oh, Father, I'm going to just go for Father Murphy. No, that's a bit like Mrs. Doyle uh, <laughs> in, in, in Father Ted. I'm going to pass it over to you, Siobhan. You sure where do you know this? Father Delamere? You're nearly there. We'll give it to you. Father Tim Devereaux. Devereaux. Oh, Devereaux. Yeah. 1984, Siobhan. August. In what city did John Tracy win a silver medal in the Olympic Games? Ah, for God's sake. 1984, was it Los Angeles? Correct. Wow. Yes. July 1985, Garrett, and we're staying uh, transatlantic. 1995. 1985. Thank you. July. Garrett, who played at both the London and Philadelphia Live Aid gigs? Phil Collins. Correct. Oh! Now, Siobhan, this one is actually rigged. This is actually a movie made about your your home place. Namely, Irish movie about two unemployed Midlands workers who build a motorcycle wall of debt. Came out in March 1986. Eat the peach. Eat the peach. Correct. Garrett, August 87. Tiffany Renee Darwish has a number one hit with what cover of a Tommy James and the Shondell song? I think we're alone now. Correct. Could it be easier, Fiona? Now, really, we're into the... Really difficult ones here now. Gareth, July, June 1988. Ireland beat England at Euro 88 in Stuttgart. Who was the Oberburgermeister of Stuttgart at that time? What's an Oberburgermeister? Oberburgermeister is effectively the mayor of Stuttgart. (laughs) (laughs) Angela Merkel. Incorrect. It was actually Manfred Rommel the son of Erwin Rommel, the desert fox. That's why he's so well known. Siobhan, this is to win it. July 1989. In When Harry Met Sally, director Rob Reiner casts his actor, actress mother in a cameo. What role did she play? She played the person who said, I'll have what she's having. That's correct. Oh! 
no. That was Estelle Reiner <laughs> in the delicatessen after Meg Ryan's most famous scene. And that means you win, Siobhan. Yay. You got five. Give me a, a couple of more things you'd like to see going back from the 1980s there. Well, my obsession, um, thanks to my communion money buying Purple Rain on tape, <laughs> uh, was Prince. <laughs> I still have all my tapes, but I don't have a Walkman. So I, I, can I bring that back? You want the, wa- the Walkman yes, to come please. back? Gareth, what, what would you like to see return anything in, in particular or any artist? I would love for the TV programme Top of the Pops to come back. Because even when you see it when it's on, was the BBC Four and it's top of the So the pipes. BBC at the moment is, is running a lot of re- remakes uh, and of, of the years yeah, in Top of the Pops. It's absolutely brilliant. But I remember every Thursday night, you'd seven o'clock, I'd fight with my dad to let me watch Top of the Pops because you got to see all your favourite acts mime live on stage, you know. Um, do you remember the time that the communards were on singing their song, Don't Leave Me This Way? And they swapped with Jimmy Somerville and the woman. They decided they're going to, we're going to show the BBC who's boss here. She sang his bits, he sang her bits, but they were miming. And then they put their foot on the drums and the drums clapped, yet the drums kept going. <laughs> so it was like TV gold. And that's what we need back. Siobhan, what would you not like to see going back from, from the 1980s? Or is it here already in the form of inflation interest rates and high petrol prices? No, I think I think it's it's wonderful that we're celebrating the 80s now with the likes of, you know, Kate Bush uh, back in the charts as a result of Stranger Things. Like, I'm all for that kind of revival of the music and the movies. Um, the fashion, not so much. Yeah, and I'd love to see the, the return of the Ford Cortina if, if yeah. Ford can bring back a Ford Cortina electric car the the car that everybody had uh, in Ireland and what I wouldn't like to see back is obviously the 20% unemployment that was characterised by companies like Ford shutting shutting down uh, in in Ireland in, Finally Siobhan thumbs up or thumbs down the 1980s making a revival a good thing? Definitely bit of crack And living through it again Garrett? The best thing ever and my thanks to Zig and Zag here in the studio. I'm Fionan Sheehan, and today's episode was produced by Siobhan McGuire, researched by Tabitha Monaghan and JJ Clark, recorded by Gavin Hennessy, with sound design by John Smith. Archive clips from independent.ie, RTE, BBC, Channel 4, ITV, and Top Gun. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review.